We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. From the Clark Ford Studio in Oxford, Mississippi, MBW Digital proudly presents the Oxford Exxon Podcast. I'd say thanks for tuning in. But why am I going to give you a round of applause for something you're supposed to do, to be frank? And now, here are your hosts, Chase Parm. And broadcast school has really paid off. And Neil McCready. I deserve to be on TV. Welcome into the Tuesday edition of the Oxford Exxon Podcast. Chase Parm, Neil McCready, Clark Ford Studio here this morning. We have a uh, real live top 25 that means nothing in the overall scheme of things, but still, we'll talk about that today. We, uh... Have a continuation of the Kel Gundy story as Oklahoma has no idea how to handle a news cycle whatsoever. And uh, much more coming up on today's show. Ole Miss practiced yesterday. They are practicing today. CoverageRebelGrove.com of, well, yesterday and today and every practice as we uh, move forward to uh, Saturday. A scrimmage, the only scrimmage or the only practice of the preseason camp that is open to fans as well as media. So that coming up on uh, on Saturday. What's our availability this week? It's yesterday, today, Thursday, Saturday. You think that's right, but it might be Friday too, but I don't recall. Okay. I want to say maybe Wednesday is the only day off, but I could be wrong on that. I will. I will check that. I'll ask today. I'm, I'm going out there this morning. Well, we have a I – mean, it's in the email. I can check it. Oh, second. yeah. But, yeah, either way. All right, that and uh, more coming up on today's show. So, the far they stuck, so far they've stuck to the email. It's been 100% completely at the email so far. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it's – they get started a little later than nine, but otherwise everything yeah. is, is as said. Well, that, that just means people start trickulating, trick, trickling out, matriculating or trickling out. I think they do some of the stuff in the indoor – before they come out. Gotcha. So technically they are doing things. Sure. Whatever. The meat and potatoes begins around 1020. Yeah, I try to get there in time for the seven on seven and team. Right. I'm not watching. I've already hit the point of the year where I'm not watching stretch and endo. Quinshawn Judkins is really good doing the little hop over the things. Yeah. Know? He's, I mean, it's, it's all right. They're all, they're, they're all capable of pulling those off. That's That's what happens. Oxford Exxon, Highway 6 West in, uh, in Oxford. All Blue Sky locations throughout Mississippi. Actually, you can use all of them to download the Exxon mobile app. You can even take a picture of the QR code right there at the pump. You get $10 off your purchase of fuel. 1,000 bonus points equals 10 bucks here locally. You know, you can also get some uh, some ribs for dinner, wet or dry. 
call ahead, pick them up, have them ready to uh, go to feed the kids, busy activities and whatnot. The Oxford Exxon can help out with that. And again, come to you from the Clark Ford studio. Well, Clark Ford's in Amory, Mississippi, 662-257-1900 is the number. You call it. You ask for Corey Clark. You tell Corey what Ford product you're looking for. He'll send you a quote within 15 minutes in business hours. It's right to the bottom line. There's no hassle. There's no haggle. You get your quote, and you can do with it as you will. You can shop that quote around elsewhere, certainly your prerogative. Or you can do what I've done, uh, I guess, four times now, what I recommend that you do, and that's get a Clark Ford. You'll love the product. You'll absolutely love the service. Corey and the people at Clark Ford want to be your car guy. They want to be your truck guy. They'll prove to you what that means when uh, you make the call, 662-257-1900. Guest will join from time to time on the Rafters Music and Food Hotline. Uh, Rafters Music and Food on the Square in Oxford, great place to grab a uh, po' boy, hamburger, appetizers, got a great beer selection, full bar and more. Fun place just to hang out. There's also rafters in New Albany. And then um, starting on Wednesdays, rafters on the water out at um, out at Sardis. Yesterday, quite the news day, but uh, two uh, two deaths made the um, of the national landscape, believing Newton-John and then David McCullough. I would assume that given your interest, McCullough was one for you there. Yeah, I've yeah. got I've got several of his several of his books. I've read a lot of his books because um, they are readable as a historian. That yep. is the one of the keys for him. Is yeah. you're not thinking you're reading this drawing on textbook. No, you're, you're not reading. reading a textbook. You're you're he humanizes the uh, the people that were the founding fathers. Are we allowed to call them founding fathers anymore? Yeah, is I think that you're still okay. still okay. Yeah, I think you're all right. Um, yeah, I mean he he. Um, he humanized them because they were people, and he made them interesting. John, he made John Adams, who by most accounts was not a particularly interesting person, yeah, quite human because he was a human, mm-hmm. you know. And and um, yeah, McCullough was an incredibly gifted author. Researcher, teller, the whole deal. I mean, it, all, all, all ways that you have to be good to combine in that type of way. Yeah, there's lots of guys who are really good researchers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they don't know how to make it interesting. They don't know how to write. I don't know that they know how to feel anything. Oh. And and McCullough uh, was incredibly gifted in all of those accounts and was able to put all of that together and, and let you – you would read a book. 1776, for example, where, you know, you pretty much felt like you were there. How many books did he write? I mean, it's a huge number, isn't it? Yeah, I I, I mean, a bunch. I mean, because, like, you ask people, hey, what's this or that or your favorite or whatnot, and, I mean, it's it's it, it's it's staggering, the number of books that, that he had written. Yeah, I guess Do most... Do you have one behind you or something? No, I was looking to see. I think most of ours are, like, in the living room. I've got, I've got several of his books several of his works. He was really, really, really good. And Olivia Newton-John dying is a reminder of how old I'm getting. She was 73? Is that correct? Yeah, which is, I mean, when I was a kid, I guess Grease came out and stuff. I've never seen Grease, but I remember it being a big deal. So she would have been around 30 playing Sandy. Yeah. Because that was 78-ish? Mm-hmm. Is that right for Greece? I think so. I was, I was a kid. I was in elementary school. I know that all the 
the actors were much older than high school kids in that movie. That they even the director checked all of them for essentially crow's feet and wrinkles to make sure they could play the high school parts was kind of like the one thing that they were focused on to make sure they could do it. Cause I, I want to say their ages range from like 25 to even, I mean, uh, soccer Channing who played Rizzo was Riz was 32 or 33 at the time, maybe playing a high school student. Yeah. 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 And I mean, look, you could tell that she was definitely older than, than a lot of the other ones. But yeah, I think that's, I think that's right, somewhere in there. Yeah, nineteen seventy eight for Greece is what it was. Yeah, so I was eight years old. It's a lot of nineteen seventy eight in the news here today. There is lately. I was listening to I finished uh Tom Rinaldi's podcast, Wesley, yesterday, I guess after the after oh, our you? podcast, yeah. Okay. It was really, really, really good. About Lyman Bostock, who was murdered in nineteen seventy eight. Yeah, uh, Looking at it here, uh, Stocker Channing is 78 years old now, so she was even five years older than uh, Olivia Newton-John when she... Uh... So what are you aware of Olivia Newton-John from the most then? Um, I mean, just being a pop culture icon when I was a kid. I mean, she had that... Wasn't it her that had the Let's Get Physical or whatever yeah. song? You know, uh-huh. that was like, you know, a big <laughs> deal at the time. And this, I guess the spandex and the leotards or whatever I, I don't i don't i was a kid i just remember her being a big deal she was a big deal john travolta was a big deal when i was a kid i was less into pop culture than i was into baseball cards yeah sure i mean to me george brett was a really big deal <laughs> he was a bigger deal than john travolta yeah <laughs> for sure But yeah, I mean, I, I'm obviously I was not keeping tabs on Olivia Newton John, but it was kind of startling. I'd gone for a run, yeah, and came sure. back, and went, "Wow, well, yeah, that was." Of course, pretty pretty big news day yesterday. Yeah, yeah, I've I've seen Greece a lot. That's that's actually one I've seen. I don't know, fifteen twenty times probably at least, something like that. Because I mean, it was on like TNT all the time. But you just like flip through, and it's there, and you kind of catch it and go, "All right, fine," and it's yeah. it's jingly and whatever. So anyway. A uh, couple different things. And we'll, we'll get into the poll when we actually go into a uh, a full deal here. And maybe you and I have not discussed this. We didn't talk off air yesterday. I thought the statement from Oklahoma and Venables was really dumb yesterday because you're already in the middle of a news cycle. There's all sorts of shit going on yesterday in any facet that you would like to do that, including some NFL news that, while not crazy substantial, it doesn't take much NFL news to overtake college football. You had the poll coming out. You had all this stuff. And sure, Oklahoma was getting beaten up over the Kel Gundy news because nothing made sense. We talked about it on yesterday's podcast. I'm not going to reiterate all that here. But this looks like I'm mad and I'm sitting at my desk and I'm banging my hand on the table a little bit here because they put out a they put out a uh, a another statement from Venables. It just says a Monday statement from him, 237 on August the 8th. And he says... As painful as it has been dealing with Coach Gundy resigning from the program, it doesn't touch the experience of pain felt by a room full of young men I'm charged to protect, lead, and love. There are a few things I would like to address. Coach Gundy resigned from the program because he knows what he did was wrong. He chose to read aloud to his players not once but multiple times a racially charged word that is objectionable to everybody and does not reflect the attitude and values of our university football program. This is not acceptable, period. Coach Gundy did the right thing in resigning. 
He knows our goals for excellence and coaches have special responsibilities to set an example. He also knows that while we will always be a part of the OU family, his words affected many of us and did not represent the principles of our university. Again, his resignation was the right thing to do, and we will move forward positively. So the whole premise of that is that he said it multiple times, not once. Still was not his words, and that is not, according to multiple media outlets, the players weren't actually pissed off or upset. So why is there a statement yesterday from Brett Venables? I now give Venables about 24 months. I mean, this is dumb. Well, why are you lengthening the cycle? And then I noticed that Kale Gundy's daughter came out with... Yeah, I've got that here. I'll pull that up. barely telling comments that tell you that this was personal. Yeah, I'll get there in a second. Um, You still believe that it had something to do with what we said yesterday, that he was related to Mike Gundy? I guess so. I mean, look, was it smart to read that word out loud twice, by the way, and... Twice, no, it's dumb. Twice is technically multiple, but when you say multiple, you imply more than twice. Like just constant repeating. He said it twice. It was lyrics to a song, a song that probably plays in the OU locker room all the time. Um, you know me, Chase. I can't stand political correctness. I, I hate it. I don't like this. We're canceling Kale Gundy. Who I don't know, by the way. Never met Kale Gundy in my life. Yeah, I know nothing about I wouldn't Kale know Gundy. Kale Gundy if he walked into my office right here. I don't know if he's the greatest guy in the world or the worst guy in the world or, like most of us, somewhere in between. I don't know, okay? No clue. I don't know anything about Oklahoma football. I've been to that stadium a couple of times, I guess. I've been to that campus a couple of times. My daughter took a visit to OU. Um, I like OU fine. I, I it's it's fine. I don't really like Norman. I like the OU campus. I'm telling you everything I know about OU, which is a very limited amount, right? Sure. sure. Yet I don't like the canceling of Kale Gundy over this. The putting a racism label on Kale Gundy, and I've watched people in our godforsaken field of sports writing do it over the. I've had to bite my tongue so many times. Colleagues of ours, people who work in our network, people who are friends of ours, they have no problem whatsoever with what happened. Just think, oh, you can't say the word. And I'm on the other side of this, and I'll admit it out loud, and I know this makes me a dinosaur, and there were things that happened throughout the news cycle yesterday that made me realize, man, you do not fit in the field you're in. But I have a problem with canceling Kale Gundy over this. Well, yeah, I mean, you look at it. I mean, I'm, we always go here first because I knew you'd have a comment. I mean, Dan Wilkin, little by little, the truth comes out. It's like, oh, shut up. Like, I mean, what an absolute. That guy is among the absolute worst. So Kat Gundy, again, daughter of Kel Gundy, uh, tweets and then deletes said tweet. I'm sure her father told her to take it down. Uh, quoting here, interesting you told your players to keep their mouths shut about what really happened and their heads down. The truth will always come to fruition. It's only a matter of time. From Cat Gun. Which is probably true. And again, I'm not saying what he did was smart. Well, no. But he didn't call someone a pejorative. No, 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 no. It was first day of camp, and listen, 
it's football. Football meetings and such are really not for the tame of heart, okay? They're, they're really not. Football teams, football meetings, football, August football. Sure. Is, it's not exactly the most wholesome environment in the whole wide world. Now, let's be real here for a minute, Chase. Let's well, be honest. Mm-hmm. We've been out at Ole Miss practices. A lot of the music that's played is fine, but some of the music has some lyrics in it that, sure. I mean, if we were to write the lyrics down on a piece of paper, everybody would go, I can't read that out loud. Yeah, sure. 100%. So, I mean, if we're going to do this, hey. Mainstream rap music plays a lot. Yeah, so if we're going to do this, hey, this is just no, then, then let's kill it all. And for the record, I have no problem with it. I like rap. I listen to rap. I run to rap. I'm cool with rap. So don't. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna be the old man yelling at a cloud here. I, yeah, sure. Whatever. I run to rap. I have a, a really. It's it's really funny. I go to football practice and I'm like, you guys are kind of playing my music because I run to rap and country, and really nothing else. <laughs> but. <laughs> But if I go if I go to a football practice, I'm going to hear bad words. I'm going to hear people dressed down in a way that, whew. yeah. I mean, I've heard people get called stuff that it hurt my feelings. And I was just 20 yards away. Yeah, we had to almost kind of turn your back. Go, yeah. I'm a little uncomfortable right here. Woo. Man, that's rough. Yeah. And here's a guy that, again, I don't know Kale Gundy. He might be the worst person on the face of the earth. But I've watched a whole bunch of former players vouch for him. A lot of whom are black. Sure. And my experience is if someone is a racist, it's hard to hide that in an environment like a football building for 30 years. The Oklahoma beat would have said the players were pissed if the players were pissed. Yeah. They would have not gone out of their way to go, hey, the players didn't really care. It's all good. So it comes. It strikes me that this is Brent Venables wanting to be. I don't know what the word is. I'll just tell you that it's my opinion, and I think it's yours because yeah. you talked about news cycle. Yeah, that you could have let this pass. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You did nothing but bring it back up. Because I mean, look, we're like we don't cover Oklahoma. If we're doing this, they're doing this times a thousand. I would not have said Kel Gundy's name today had Venables not put that statement out. I had moved on, whatever. We would have talked about something else right now. Oh, but I, th- I think it goes deeper than that. I think you could have handled this internally from the very beginning with him. We didn't want to, though. Right. He wanted That's to, the catch in he this. Wanted he wanted him yes. gone. He, for whatever reason, which is what we don't know yet, Right. Brett Venables did not want Kel Gundy coaching his wide receivers this season. That's it. We know that. I mean, I'm, come on. It doesn't take two, right. two and two and four here. It doesn't take much. Agreed. And if Venables is doing this, and we are, and if we are correct, and we're not missing something, and something's weird and hasn't come out yet, and if it does, okay, fine, we'll talk about it then. But if we're right, as you said, twenty-four months or whatever, because suddenly you go, damn, it took you a long time to be a head coach, and you're not ready to be one. I'm in. Complete- you're not handling your program here. I mean. Not how you do it. Yesterday was a day. He got pissed off because people kind of went back against him, even just a little bit. Yeah. It wasn't even that harsh. There were a lot of people that agreed with him. You freeze. That's a good point. You pick out the you pick out the minority a little bit, and suddenly. He wanted everyone to march in lockstep. Everyone to go, hey. 
He, what he really wanted was a whole bunch of, gosh, coach, I'm so sorry you had to do that, but we're behind you. Throw one at you here. We're going to brag after this. Venables is at Oklahoma. He was at Clemson. Clemson, very media soft. Maybe more than any program in the country. They protect the Tigers. Yes. I mean, it is – we yes. make fun of some SEC schools, but nobody's close to Clemson. I mean, it is, by God, you are purple and orange, and we cover everything up. To the point that the, quote, legitimate – and we'll get to this later, too – the legitimate media that cover them, they've started kind of hiring people that are either – like I, I won't name names, but sure. I can think of three or four beat writers just off the top of my head that could go from let's let's just use schools that are out out, out they could go from the Arkansas beat to the Missouri beat to the Louisville beat, sure. okay, boom, 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 and they would be you would you would read them and go, oh, he's an Arkansas fan, oh, he's a Missouri fan, oh, he's a Louisville fan. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. what you'd think. Those those people, yeah, yeah those yeah, people sure. exist. Sure. Um, or they're hiring people who are just Clemson fans. So point being, he was in that environment for a really long time. And Oklahoma's not that. They've got columnists for the Oklahoman and whatnot, but that program has always sort of had this seat at the top in the Big 12 and never really pushed. And frankly, they've never been challenged inside their league other from Texas. I mean, you mentioned this. They're not ready for the SEC in a lot of very clear logistical ways. I mean, like the facilities. I mean, they have issues getting into this league. Yeah. And now you got this guy leading you who's been at Clemson and done all this and is so used to this protection and cover-up and, and, and blanket over my head. Yeah. Mixed with the Oklahoma thing that's been doing kind of the same thing. I'm telling you, dude, they're, they're, their entry into this league has got a chance to blow the hell up. I, I, I'll give you an example. OU is, what, four hours from Arkansas? Yeah. If you were to do a ranking of SEC programs – You'd put Arkansas, what, ninth, 10th, somewhere in there? Ninth, 10th, 11th even? Maybe, sure. In there? Yeah, sure. Arkansas has better facilities than Oklahoma. Yeah. It's not close. I'm just, I'm not, 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 even, not even close. Practice facility, indoor facility, all that stuff is better facilities. Yeah. They're not ready for the league, but that goes for mindset as well as tangible items. For sure. And I think yesterday was an example. And before anybody gets upset, I used Arkansas because it's the closest <laughs> geographic. That's it. I was making a geographical. Well, frankly, I mean, Oklahoma's not kicking the hell out of Missouri's facilities. No. And Missouri hasn't invested like everybody else. No. Point. So yeah. you're in that realm. And, and and if you ranked programs, you'd rank Missouri Way tw- 12. Yeah, sure. Vanderbilt and take your pick. Sure. Yeah. I mean, you'd think about Missouri at 13. Yeah. Podcast brought to you in part by Community Mortgage, Oxford, Memphis, Settle County, and Chattanooga. All underwriting and processing is done in Memphis. You're getting local underwriting and understands your market. Leader in condo financing, the float down option, and more. You can find Jason at 662-234-2704 or J-L-O-W-E at communitymtg.com. Are you looking to diversify? Are you looking to leave the corporate rat race to gain control of your income and schedule? MyPerfectFranchise.net offers the ability to create income and wealth. Let Andy Ludecki guide you through a comprehensive franchise evaluation. He has tons of franchise and business ownership experience to lean on. If you hate your job, your boss, your pay, you feel stuck, Andy can help. It's Andy at MyPerfectFranchise.net. We're also brought to you by Solutions Rx. It's a probiotic multivitamin supplement company created by Ole Miss Pharmacy alum Chris Cornelison. It's pharmaceutical grade, manufactured here inside the U.S. I've been taking some of their um, supplement stuff. Makes you just feel a lot better. The prescription support, it uh, puts vitamins back into your body, helps with um, side effects. 
that you get from like high blood pressure medicine, diabetes medicine, stuff like that. Helps you stay more compliant in taking your medications. Helps you stay healthier over the long term. SolutionRx.com. SolutionsRx.com. Promo code OEP at checkout. Receive 10% off your first order. Hawkeye Portable Buildings, 7991 Highway 7 South in Hawkeye, Mississippi. They custom build your buildings to your specifications, however you want your carport, ATV or storage shed, barn, hunting cabin, or other buildings. Hawkeye can accommodate you. You pick the color, the style, the windows, the doors, and Hawkeye uh, makes it happen. In-house financing available, free delivery and setup within 75 miles of Hawkeye as well. 662-226-2233. Or go to HawkeyeBuildings.com. You can also find them on Facebook or Instagram at Hawkeye Portable Buildings. We are um, a little less than four weeks away from the season opener, which means it's time to start thinking about your tailgate. Seven South Tailgating is your one-stop shop for all things tailgating at Ole Miss. Their service is fully customizable to accommodate anything from the most basic needs to turnkey tailgating. They provide a level of service that is Like none other, their team is passionate about serving fellow Rebels, and it shows if you use their service once, you'll never tailgate without them again. To lock in a tailgating package for this fall, you can visit their site, 7southtailgating.com. Submit a request. They're currently booking single game, multi-game, and full season packages. Uh, As of right now, they still have availability for any and all services and all game selections. So get in touch with them at 7southtailgating.com. Dot com. And don't forget, speaking of tailgating, you want your sock game to be uh, strong when you're out in the Grove, whether it's the no-shows because it's hotter than hell, or whether it's you just want people to see your school spirit. You can do all of that at Dead Soxy. DeadSoxy.com. Promo code REBELGROVE at checkout. Get 25% off your entire order on the best socks you'll ever put on your feet. Podcasts are also brought to you by Prime Shrimp. PrimeShrimp.com. With school back in session, great thing to uh, take care of an easy dinner with kids. You get restaurant-quality shrimp shipped straight to your door. Use code MPW to get $20 off your first order. you got the five different flavors available to you, including my favorite, the Signature. It's got a great garlic flavor to it. They've got a spicy option, a couple meals in a bag with garlic herb butter or the French Quarter Alfredo, and the Simply Shrimp, so you can uh, doctor it up. You can flavor it yourself to uh, your kids or maybe more discerning palates that are in your household. Also, they are now... Uh, Offering the two-pound bags of the individually frozen shrimp. Just kind of like you would get at the grocery store, except a higher quality with the New Orleans-based company. So, again, that's primeshrimp.com. Code MPW for $20 off your first order. I was clicking here to find some info on the uh, the Big Ten rights. We'll get to in a second. But I stumbled across, and I don't even know if we mentioned this on the show. I'm sure you and I have both just seen it independently of that. The uh, the book that Feinbaum and Talty are writing on Saban and Jimbo and their feud and kind of NIL and whatever, it seems like a really strange topic for a book considering the ever-evolving nature of that topic, of, of that right now. It's not really time, like, it's not settled yet. So you're writing a book that's coming out next summer, but you have to get it done before something huge could happen that would change it and create it to be obsolete. But Penguin Press is publishing it, and it looks like Paul Feinbaum's advance for this book is $700,000. I'm really confused. I know nothing about this industry, but I'm really confused. I'm speechless, really. I just. I, 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 good for you, Paul, but I'm really confused, right? Are there that many people who are going to buy a book about Jimbo Fisher and, and Nick Saban having a feud? 
Yes. Are there really? Would you even consider buying that book? Well, because Tom- I mean, no, you're in, no. Hold on, you're in sports writing. You cover the SEC. If you're walking through the proverbial bookstore, would you even consider picking that up to read the jacket? I'm not even sure I would reply to the email and get a media copy for free. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not even sure, like, when I got the press release, I went, hey, yeah, let me get a book. On, like, level of interest with one being, uh-uh, and ten being, oh, my God, I can't wait. I'm 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 a one. Well, and Talty just finished a book on Saban. Like, well, we're doing well, I, I'm more interested in it. Yeah, it, sure, whatever. It's about his leadership skills yeah. and okay. stuff. I'm, I'm kind of in on it. Like, yeah, that's fine. Like on that, I'm like a five. Yeah, sure. Maybe, maybe even a six. Sure. I've met Saban. I've dealt with Saban. Saban's a really interesting person to me. But, And I know Jimbo. Used to cover Jimbo. I'm, I have no interest in, in their, quote, feud. I mean, I literally don't know how you write a book when any minute things blow up and change and it's all like, well, all right, now Congress stepped in and there's a cap. Well, and is Paul really, as the voice of the SEC network, is Paul really going to get into the true nitty-gritty of what this is about, the individual players this is about, and how much those players got paid? Are we really going to get into that? Seriously? Because I don't think so. Yeah. Or are we going to gloss over it with how wonderful everything is? Seven hundred grand plus royalties on his upcoming book about the Nick Saban Jimbo Fisher feud. SBJ Sports Business Journal's Michael Smith reports. Feinbaum, the authority on SEC, is working with Penguin Press on the yet to be titled book that will dig into what prompted the legendary coach to go after his former assistant, who's now the head coach of Texas A&M, over name, image, and likeness issues. Saban said the Aggies quote bought every player in their highly ranked recruiting class. Fisher fired back, blah, 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 blah. When they gathered in Atlanta last month for media days, both coaches tried to simmer the heated dispute. There's apparently much more to the story, which would be the focus of Feinbaum's book. His monetary advance speaks to the interest in the topic as well as his status as a voice of the SEC to tell it. What's Talty getting? I don't know. It doesn't say. ALs.com's John Talty is consulting and helping Feinbaum on the book, which is expected to be ready in time for the 2023 football season. I mean, if you're going to go dig into every member of that recruiting class and tell me everything that happened in their recruiting... Well, you and I both know that's not then happening. That would be the only way that you could get me to pick the book up. Well, that's not... I mean, that's not even in the realm of possibility. It feels like a lot of just background fluff. You know what I mean? You can take care of that. Yeah, they're done. Um... Yeah, it's. I mean, kudos to Paul. Oh, whatever. I mean, I. What? Look, if Penguin called you and said, "Hey, look," there was a day I would have called Paul a friend. It was a, yeah. a long time ago. I mean, we worked together at two different publications, and I've had long conversations about things before. And I, I have a, a a lot of respect for what he's done with his career. So, sure, good for him. I guess my point is, I mean, I guess if you're fine bomb. I don't know what the – I mean, I would love to know what level he pitched it to Penguin versus, like, it got kind of figured out in some secondary way. Because, I mean, I guess somebody said, hey, take three months, write a book, and we'll pay you $700,000. You have to go, well, okay. I guess. I'm guessing Talty's doing most of the writing. I would assume. I mean, that would be my – that would definitely be my guess. But I have to think there's at least some level of rehash here. 
Yeah, I mean, look, John's good. Maybe John's going to go to Texas and dig into all these kids. I, I doubt I it. it. Well, he's busy. I mean, he is the sports editor of AL.com. And when's this thing due? Next summer. Next summer. In time for the season next year. I don't know. That game, I think it's October the 1st. It's October the 8th. It's the day that Ole Miss goes to Nashville. Okay. That game is going to be so overhyped. 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 Because you don't think it's close. I mean. Or even if it is, whatever. Whatever. Or, or if you do the thing where they hate each other. Number one, I don't think they necessarily do. They're both making millions off this. I mean, they're both, they both have generational wealth. I noticed from a scheduling standpoint, I'm going to move it on to the Big Ten thing in a second. It, it's a, it, we've talked about all the different ways this football schedule is weird for Ole Miss. It's also weird in that October 1st is against Kentucky, and they only have one home game between then and November the 12th. Yeah. Like six weeks, and they have one home game in the middle of those. Auburn. Yeah, on the 15th. Yeah. That's it. At Vanderbilt, at LSU, at A&M, and an open date. Yeah. They play all in the middle of that. So they play Auburn on the fifteenth, and they play Alabama November the twelfth. That is correct. Okay. LSU the twenty second, A and M the 29th, and then off. I guess the fifth, whatever that yeah. is. Yeah. And then even after that, it's at Arkansas and then stayed at home. Yeah. It's a weird, it's a weird, it's a weird schedule. Yeah. All the way around is a really weird schedule. Yeah, it's 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 interesting. Wrote about this in observations yesterday. Um, had really the first fight since open since the first day of practice that you saw kind of skirmishes and guys going to the ground and whatnot. Um, and I, I put this in observations. I kind of thought it was handled all the way around completely correctly. Like in some ways, it felt like a leadership thing where the program is not off the rails because uh, Davison and Bigginson he uh, he goes low on Quinshaw and Judkins. He uh, Kind of puts a helmet into his lower body, which is a no-no right now. You're not trying to take knees out of running backs. That's they, not, was this a live period? It was a live period. Okay. Yeah, and they, that was not what what they were trying to do though. Uh, Jeremy James took exception to it very quickly, ran over and gave uh, Davison a pretty good pop. Um, at that point, everybody kind of broke it up and it, it calmed down. and And you could tell Davison was pouting a little bit. He was kind of you know. In, in his Cheerios, and A.J. Finley walks over and kind of pats him on the head, gets him back pepped up, but also goes, hey, we don't go low. Like, cut that out. That's not that's what not, not what we're doing here. And yeah. Everybody moved on really quickly, but I kind of thought, you know, in some ways that's a good camaraderie deal for Judkins and James, and then Igbenison kind of figures it out, and it's all right. I mean, it's just, you know, look, they're all kind of amped up and hyped. And, I mean, Tennyson talked about it yesterday. He goes, kind of getting to that point of camp where you're just kind of annoyed you're just kind of getting a little chippy and a little frustrated yeah kind of it's well you know it's kind of tired of being here a little bit right now right now the offense and the defense aren't on the same team <laughs> no. <laughs> no i mean you're teammates but you're really not no you were you were two separate entities operating in the same facilities right now yeah because if you have a good day they didn't but if they have a good day you probably didn't and you're at the point right now where if someone goes, hey, if you were playing defense, hey, what do you think about the offense? Your basic answer is screw them. <laughs> this is about survival. Again, I back to what we started with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. August is not happy time. No. 
There's nothing particularly wholesome about August. No, we'll come together later. We'll be all right. But yeah, it's not well, today. It's going to be a minute. Not today. It's hot. It's muggy. You've been yelled at a lot. You're tired. Your body's starting to hurt. You're hitting the same people over and over and over. They're annoying you. You're annoying them. You're getting ready for this scrimmage on Saturday that you know is huge and it's going to get hyped up, yet there are rules inside the rules for the scrimmage. You're competing. It's just a, there's a lot going on. Which again, I get back to people. People will say things in, in an environment like that that you wouldn't say anywhere else. Mm-hmm. It was one day, and I have not seen everything because no one I have been alternating, but out of what I've seen, the quarterbacks look better than they have been at any point in game yesterday. They were just kind of sharper. There was a lot more in stride catches and then posted that Dart, his misses yesterday were way overthrown. So it wasn't underthrown where it's picked or kind of in dumb windows. If he missed, he was literally launching the damn thing 10, 15 yards over people, which is a little strange. But And then every time he threw a ball over receivers, he was doing sit-ups. I don't know if those were coach-mandated or his own personal uh, punishment there. But Well, two things. One, it's why Lane gets tired of the quarterback question. Mm-hmm. And two, and I've been saying this over and over, what they're hoping is that both quarterbacks improve. They're hoping that they both fix some of the things that are detrimental to their development and that they both get better. Correct. Yes, it's going to be a decision and someone's going to as you said, be in his Cheerios for a little bit. And understandably, like I won't criticize whoever loses the job if they sulk for a day or two. Mm-hmm. I get it. But there's a decent to strong chance that you're going to need both of these quarterbacks over the course of the season. Yeah. Uh, news yesterday, I, I guess the Sports Business Journal's who and who now says, if somebody else had it, I apologize. That's where I'm seeing it. Uh, Big Ten losing the uh, – or ESPN losing the Big Ten, I should say, in media rights deals for the first time in 40 years for uh, men's basketball and football. We're so used to those 11 a.m. ESPN games that will be no more when the new rights package comes into uh, effect. They're still talking, so I guess there's a possibility of a change. But as of right now, Fox has already taken the A package. It'll carry a broadcast game on its network at noon Eastern, the game we're talking about, as well as football games on its cable channels, FS1 and Big, Big Noon Ten. Saturday. Yes, and Big Ten Network, which it holds a 60% stake in, by the way, Fox mm-hmm. does. Yeah. Um, and then the B package looks like it's going to be shared by CBS and NBC. CBS getting their 230 slot that was going to be it was the SEC's for years and years and years. Now it's the Big Ten. wonder if they'll still have the same song. They can't write. I know it's theirs, and I guess you do, but... It'd be the ultimate troll job. It's a little bit of like, it screws with your head because you're so, that's going to take a minute. That's really going to take yeah. a minute. That kind of messes with you a little bit right there. You don't hear that song and think, Michigan State, Purdue, no, next. That, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you don't hear that and think Vern's about to call Indiana and Illinois for you. <laughs> um, What this probably means is actually it's 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 going to, the SEC can or sorry not the SEC. ESPN can jump more into Big Twelve and the Pac twelve. It can spend all of its money there and basically try to make sure it has plenty of games in every time slot throughout the day. I know they, they care more about the Pac twelve than the Big Twelve because it gives them the ability to show those night games and kind of carry on through, whereas they can get the SEC there and then let the Pac twelve go from there. 
and finish out their day. This has, frankly, no impact on the SEC, hardly at all, in my opinion. Right. I, don't, I don't think this has a relevance on the SEC. I do also wonder if some of the decision to make sure NBC has a cushy location is Notre Dame related as part of their B package. Could that be. could be an indirect thing, but it was one of the things that did pop out in my head. Could be. Um, during the uh, the course of that. So, anyway. Uh, Amazon has also bid on these packages for the B package, but nobody thinks that they are in the ballpark of a possibility there for this. Yeah, it feels like we're just not quite there yet. No, it, it's that's let the NFL do it for a little while, see how it goes, and then go from there. The Big Ten, as everybody knows, is expected to eclipse $1 billion per year in rights fees when all this is uh, said and done, if you will. One billion. One billion, yes, yeah, that is correct. Right. Um, ABC had started carrying Big Ten games in 1966, and ESPN cut its first deal in 1982. So they've been with that network for quite a while. Your 230 ESPN or SEC spot will be on ABC, the game of the week that was the ESPN thing. I mean, the CBS thing. Now it is it is ABC. So that's It will take people all of about a week to adjust. And it will be perfectly fine. Yep. Hey, uh, LSU, Florida. What are you that on? Oh, ABC. Okay, we'll flip over there now. Cool. I think this is kind of being talked about in the thread a little bit. I think what's going to surprise people is that you're going to find that a lot of the TV people really value. Fans hate it. I get it. That 11 o'clock slot. But that noon Eastern slot is is important to TV people. It's coming out of your pregame show. It's the starting the day. It's yep. it's a national slot. It's, they don't want to put a dog game there. No, because you're kind of starting the day bad when you do that. When you when you bury a game at eleven, it's a national TV game when everybody's excited and game yep. day ends and big noon Saturday or whatever the hell it's called ends. It's been and super successful for them that Big Ten game at noon. Oh, it's huge. I mean, it was my palate cleanser for the day. NFL plays games at noon. Yeah. I, I, the game that they bury is that like five o'clock start, the three o'clock start. They the bury. SEC Network three o'clock is the one where it's hey crappy game. The only people that are watching this are the fans of the two teams. We'll put it here. Yeah, because it's going up against the ABC or the yeah. CBS game, and yeah. we'll let that that be what it is. So, yeah, no big SEC implications, but I do overall find it kind of fascinating. And then the Big Ten is going to set the market from an overall money standpoint for the SEC to see what they get toward that as time goes on. They'll eclipse it. You think so? Yeah. So, all right, we'll talk. But some, the Big Ten's yeah. going to that, that Big Ten Fox contract is going to be a monster. Oh, it's huge. It's going to be huge news when it comes out. Um. The the Big Ten adding USC and UCLA has been a game changer. Sure, it's huge, and um, they are they are absolutely right now exhibiting their power at the proverbial table. Oh yeah. Podcast brought to you in part by Northeast Spark N E S P O R C service people across rural communities. Two packages: the Ignite, the 100 Mbps, or the Blaze. The one gig that powers the Clark Ford Studio, your hometown team, bringing you world-class broadband. That's anyspark.com, 662-238-3159. Phone service, pro controls, network security, and more. It's a call to get the best internet in Lafayette County. Again, that's 662-238-3159. You'll need game-changer patches in the Grove if you're hanging out in a few weeks. Are the only two-patch system available in the market to stop hangovers before they start. Warm-up patch used before while you drink. Overtime patch used after you've been drinking helps you recover while you sleep. All natural ingredients will keep you in the game, ready for your next play. GameChangerPatch.com, promo code RebelGrove20 at checkout 
for 20% off your purchase. ACS is owned by my good friend Clay McNutt in Baldwin, Mississippi. It's a complete electrical control system solution provider and a Rockwell automation recognized system integrator. They've got a full-time dedicated emergency service and troubleshooting staff, a UL508A panel shop, and so much more. ACSLLCMS.com or call 662-601-4381. Lamons Fine Jewelry, 1126 North Lamar Boulevard in Oxford. has been serving the Oxford area for three quarters of a century. If you have jewelry needs from engagement rings to collectibles, Lamons is the gold standard in fine jewelry. Visit them at LamonsFineJewelry.com or call 662-234-2777. We'll have hand-raised guys on Thursday night. It's brought to you by Comer Heating and Air, Southern Air Conditioning and Heating, different names, same great products and services. If you live in Oxford, Tupelo, or the surrounding area, I get get rid of a bot. Hold on. If you live in Oxford, Tupelo, or the surrounding area, call Comer 662-801-1777. If you live in Hernando, Memphis, or the surrounding area, call Southern 662-429-4400. 29. College Corner is your one-stop rebel shop. Two locations in the Jackson area in Ridgeland. It's next to Fleet Feet in Flowood. It's next to Half Shell. If you don't live in Jackson, just go to collegecornerstore.com. Plus, you can find them on Facebook and Instagram. Largest selection of rebel gear in central Mississippi. Uh, We're brought to you by Pinnacle. Pinnacle, home to the Pinnacle 401k advisory services team. Get in touch with them. They'll conduct complimentary, no obligation, benchmarking and analysis of your 401k. Uh, just it's mypinwealth.com, M-Y-P-I-N-N wealth.com. We're also brought to you by Regency Travel, John Edwards of Regency Travel Incorporated in Memphis. Uh, get in touch with John. Tell him what you're thinking about from a travel standpoint. Give him some uh, parameters. Give him a budget. He's going to give you options you're not going to find on your own. 901-494-3387. J. Edwards at regencytravel.net. And when you're coming up for football season, make OPA part of your uh, part of your experience. Stop by OPA at uh, 306 South Lamar, just south of the Square Courthouse. Euros, wraps, kebabs, redfish, lamb chops, handcrafted cocktails, frozen libations, an amazing candlelit patio, and much, much more. Podcast also brought to you by Johnston Hill Creamery, johnstonhillcreamery.com. It's on White Oak Lane, just off Molly Bar in Oxford, and it's almost tailgating season. You can go ahead and get that thing worked out for you. Get your group, figure out what you're going to feed them, and Johnston Hill Creamery can help you out. Again, they have three different packages, one that feeds 10, one that feeds 20, and one that feeds 40 for each week of the uh, home football season. The items will be artfully arranged on catering trays. They give you disposable utensils, make it easy for you. For example, the uh, one that feeds 40 gives you a lot of feta dip, pepper jelly, two extra large specialty trays. That can be artisanal cheeses that they make locally and in-house, grazing or charcuterie. They do sandwich trays, food trays with cheesecake dip, which is a favorite, a uh, crudite uh, tray with hummus and assorted desserts, including cookies, brownies, and more. So those options with Johnson Hill Creamery. Go ahead and set it up now or just stop in and see what they can do for you. Again, that's 662-419-9201 or cheese at johnsonhillcreamery.com. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. 
Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. So, let's see. Uh, it's the coaches poll, and I get they do dumb things anyway, and it's whatever, and I mean, I don't take the media poll seriously either, but the coaches poll has weirdness about it also. Uh, but if you vote Texas number one, you should lose your spot. You should just have your pick taken away because either you or your SID is an idiot and, yes. and, and, and quit. There should be public shaming, kind of like what Gary Parrish does with the basketball poll every every week. It should be pointed out. Because, look, again, the poll doesn't matter, but just don't be stupid. That's all. Just don't be an idiot. Yeah, if if I had the time, I might even do that in football season. Take people's polls and make fun of them. But I don't want to give that time. That, that feels time-consuming in a way would that be is unnecessary. Yeah. I, do, I do laugh more and more. We'll do it here soon. The AP poll will come out in, what, about a week? Sure. I don't know. And the AP, the list of AP voters will be... quote legitimate media not sure there's ever been a time in our nation's history where the legitimate media has been less legitimate or traditional because they all say traditional media traditional media yes that is that is that that they like traditional meeting media that's one that it'll be like three quarters gannett (laughs) it's a bastion of yeah something bastion of objective journalism these days yes gannett Uh uh-huh I know we're all shocked here because there's plenty of parity in college football, but Alabama is uh, ranked number one for the seventh time in the last 13 seasons to begin the year. Um, I, there's a couple spots where I thought was sort of interesting early. Um, you've got the normal favorites that always are in polls no matter how they play or what their season looks like the year before, but you have a uh, top five coming out, Alabama, Ohio State, Georgia, Clemson, and Notre Dame. Clemson way overrated at number four. Um, I'd I, I get that it's sort of a hodgepodge of teams past those first few, and we know that the champion's going to come from those first few. But still, Clemson at four feels like 
feels an, really an incredible overvalue there of the uh, Tigers from the first place vote category. Alabama got 54, Ohio State got five, Georgia got six, and then Texas got the one remaining vote. They are down at uh, 18. Yeah. And if they got a number one vote and are 18th, that meant they might not have made the top 25 without the number one right. vote. Somebody greatly. I don't. As I'll, somebody said on the board yesterday, Lance Leopold playing chess because now he gets a top 25 win when Kansas beats Texas this season. <laughs> uh, I wouldn't put uh, Texas in my preseason top 25. There's nothing to justify yeah. it. Um, I'd, I'd put. I do like some of their players. but Yeah, but I could pick players at damn near anywhere. I mean, Georgia also should not have more first place votes than Ohio State. I don't think. No, but I don't have a problem with people voting for the defending no, champs. Sure, whatever. Yeah. Cool. That's not where we're going to nitpick this no, thing up no. right there. That's. No. That I way. would have no problem with someone going. You know what? They won it. They're number one until someone beats them. I, I'm cool. I with don't that. hate that. I'm that cool with line that. of whatever. Like I'm okay. cool with that. Yeah, yeah it's fine. It's a little, um, it's a little whatever, but sure. If you if you either voted for Alabama, Ohio State, or Georgia, number one, I'm fine. It's fine. Those are the three best teams. The odds are overwhelming one of those three teams will win the title. Frankly, the odds are Alabama's going to win the title. But Would you take Alabama or the field? Alabama. You would? Mm-hmm. Without hesitation. If I made you take the field, except for Alabama and Ohio State, what odds would you need? So I get... Everybody but those two teams. But I'm really only getting Georgia. That's my again. What odds do you need? Ten to one. Uh, Ten to one was what came to mind. Was it really that high? Yeah. Everybody but two. Because I'm really only getting one team that can win the title, and you're getting the other two that can. So it's at best thirty three percent. It's not really thirty three percent. Yeah, and I mean, I, I think I'm getting the it's third fifteen like percent. I think I'm getting the third best team. I wonder what Vegas would Because if on you that told clock. me that one of those three teams loses a regular season game, I'll tell you it's Georgia. Because I think their game in Lexington could be a challenge. I think their game in Knoxville could be a challenge. Didn't say they lose. Did you see what Greg McElroy called Tennessee's offense potentially unstoppable this season? Well, that's ridiculous. What are we doing? But it could be very good. I think Kenan Hooker's overrated personally, but it's because he's getting so much buzz. I'm like, okay. pretty athletic. He's good. Not pretty good. good. And that and in that system in year two, good. he might be pretty good. If you told me Tennessee was one of the surprising good Which teams in the league, nine I'd buy three? Yeah, sure. Nine and three, challenging for ten and two. I'd buy it. I don't predict it, but I'd buy it. Sure. Steven says if Bama loses their quarterback to a freak injury, what's their chances? Well, the backup's going to be awfully good, but we could do that with everybody, right? I mean, if any team goes, okay, you lose your starting quarterback in week one. <laughs> well, yeah, that changes the whole. Oh, yeah, that okay. changes everything. I mean, I, you know, I mean, it's actually part of the comical <laughs> part about predicting games in November. There's a lot that could happen. Clemson's too high. I would have had them. I'd have been cool with like ten. I mean, they did go ten and three last year. They didn't suck. Well, I mean, they, they don't. Who do they play? They play in the SC, in the ACC where they're only going to play a couple of games. And that's the thing. Like, everybody gets upset about people putting Houston high, but Houston might go eleven and one by default. At which point, they're going to be higher ranked than an eight and four SEC team. I understand that mode, but that also doesn't necessarily mean they're the tenth best team. Of course not. 
Like, I personally, mate, if I was doing the top 25, I don't exactly, I'm just now looking at the teams, kind of going off the top of my head. The top three were self-explanatory. Clemson, Notre Dame should be ahead of Clemson. Notre Dame, for all the hate and all the stuff, they're a good program that wins a lot of games. I got no problem with Notre Dame being highly ranked right now. Because, look, if you're ranked like six or seven, that doesn't mean you're going to go win the national title. It just means you're a good team. You're a good team. I have no problem with that. A&M, given their youth, is probably too high at seven. Yes, I think A&M's too high at seven. Utah is too low at eight. Agreed. I like Utah. And they don't play but a couple of games. I would actually be tempted to put Utah four. I think I would have Utah four. I wouldn't have a problem with that. I would be tempted to have, for sure, I think I would have Baylor ahead of Oklahoma. I've got Oklahoma State ahead of Oklahoma. Okay, that's fine, too. And they, all, the, all three of those teams are, are back-to-back-to-back. They're 9, 10, 11, Oklahoma, Baylor, Oklahoma State. Which is, I, I, I think this, it's in the inverse. On Tyler and our show, I said this yesterday, so I'm, I'm being repetitive. The yeah. fact that if, if that if that's accurate, that's bad news for the Big 12. Because the only way they're getting a team into the tournament, if you will, is to go undefeated. Somebody's got to go two and zero oh in those in those. And games. so if somebody's playing those teams, and they're all legitimately stacked up like that. Odds are they're going to start splitting games. You got an issue with Michigan at six? Seems high, but whatever. Again, at some point we have to put somebody somewhere. Like, That's the problem with this college football season is that everybody got problems. Like yeah, I don't know. Like sure. Yeah, I have Michigan State ahead of Michigan, but whatever, it's fine. I mean, like they didn't even put Iowa in the top twenty-five. All Iowa jokes aside, and I do think Iowa is one of the best twenty-five teams. Oregon at 12. Okay. We'll see what Dan Lanning does in year one. It's fine. Sure. Whatever. Whatever. The winner of Utah and Oregon is going to do something. Yeah. NC State at 13. A little low. You think it's low? Yeah. I think they have a real chance to go like 11 and 1, which would put them in the top 10. God, we'll get a full fall of Dave Doran jokes. Can't wait. Yeah. His team's really steady. This, <laughs> this, is, a, steady. this is a really good team. And they don't play a really good schedule. People, well, they wouldn't. I, I love that. They'd finish sixth in the SEC. Uh, narrator, they're not in the SEC. <laughs> no argument there, sure. <laughs> you know, I mean, <laughs> that is such a – I mean, I get it. That's just the thing. SEC stays ranked eight. Well, they wouldn't beat Alabama. Well, they don't have to. They don't to. play them. Yeah. If they play them, it's going to be in the tournament. And they will lose. Yes. But they don't play them. <laughs> Alabama is not an obstacle for them to get to the tournament. Yeah. Michigan State 14, SC at 15. And I mean, I, if nothing else, USC has made me interested. I mean, they do have Caleb Williams and, and, and Lincoln Riley's there. And like you said, I mean, look, and credit to them, right? When you see USC on the TV, they used to flip. Now you'll go, I might stick here a minute. I might see what this looks like. In terms of Q ratings, you're probably watching them. Okay. Yeah. Right? I, I was bored by them during the Clay Hilton era. I was not watching them even with the helmet. But yeah. right now, no, I'm in. Yeah, sure. I got no problem with it now. If I tell you USC and Oregon are on television, you're like, oh, okay. I want nothing to do with a Kenny Picketless pit at 16. No. That's stupid. I do think that's a testament to the program that he's been able to build. And sure, they've had some coach. success in, in the yeah. transfer portal and stuff, sure. Because uh, they have, they picked up uh, who? who? Come on. I don't know. Somebody. Oh. I don't know. Anyway, they have they have a guy. They did they, they did something in the portal. Miami at 17. Okay. 
Oh, I, I'm okay there. If you told me that's too low, I'd buy it. Okay. They should be. They have a really good quarterback. They should be ahead of Pitt. Uh, Texas at 18, Wake at 19. Dave Clawson is one hell of a football coach, but really good. He's a hell of a football coach. Yeah. Boring is sin, but to have Wake in these conversations is an accomplishment. Yeah. Well, they were really good in Houston's year. They went to an Orange Bowl. We yeah. Saw them. Yeah. Wisconsin at 20. Okay, sure. Feels you low. can just plug it in there though, and we'll yeah, go with feels it. Feels low. Kentucky at twenty-one. Low. Cincinnati at twenty-two. I think it's high, but we'll see. Well, there's no Desmond Ritter. Well, no Desmond Ritter, and they also lost a couple of the DBs that went yeah. early in the draft. Sauce and those guys, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, Arkansas, Ole Miss, twenty-three, twenty-four, back to back. I think they're both too low. I would have guessed Ole Miss was going to be nineteen twenty. That was kind of where I had them. I did a show in Omaha, and they they do a one top 25 team a day and so they did they came on and I couldn't hear them at the beginning and so at the end I said where did y'all put Ole Miss and they said 17 and I said that's about right oh you thought that huh I mean I said if I had a vote and God knows I couldn't ever have a vote as biased as I am I'd probably at about 17 that's probably where I'd probably put them I would have Kentucky like 14 probably Ole Miss 17 18 and I'd probably have Arkansas around 20 21 so all three of those. Kentucky and Arkansas, for sure. It's a testament to Pittman and Stoops sure. in a steady program. Sure. Ole Miss's spot is interesting because it is It's a testament to Lane, mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. Above and, all else. And all the transfer portal success. While also going, yeah, but we don't think you have a quarterback, potentially. So we're putting you here, not here. Oh, I don't know. I think the national assumption is going to be that they have a quarterback in Dart, and that's one uh, of the reasons really? they're there. Yeah. But I guess my question is, if that's the case, why are they not higher? Because there's a lot. Of, they lost a lot off that team. I mean, right? I mean, if you're looking at it from the outside, you go, okay, they lost um, Sam Williams. They lost Chance Campbell. They lost Mark Robinson. They lost Jake Springer. They lost Ontario Drummond. They lost Jerry and Ely. They lost oh, sure, Joe a lot Connor. Of they lose a lot. Yeah, sure. And we're replacing it with a bunch of transfer portal people. I'm not sure that's going to work. They lost Matt Corral. I mean, they lost a lot. I, I look at that and go, hmm. Like, if someone nationally didn't rank Ole Miss, I, don't, I wouldn't view it as some national sin. I get it. I think they're better than that because I've seen them. But if I'm a guy who covers Boise State for the Boise Telegraph Journal Institution, I get it that you don't, yeah, they lost a lot. I'm not going to put them in yet. Cool. Yeah, Keaton Slovis from USC is who is at Pitt. That's right. I knew it was a quarterback, and I could not think of his name. People are saying that the dog having a GoPro is a distraction. Are there really people saying that? Huh? I was reading the thread. Someone said they said that the dog at practice is a distraction. He's he's not a distraction. No one is even looking at him at all. We're there. Um, He comes up to some people during breaks and stuff, but for the most part, he's just laying under a tent, and nobody's – they're practicing football. Trust me, they're not paying attention to the dog. He is not affecting preparation. Not, not even way. a little bit. He's entertaining some of the um, kids, some of the coaches, some of the coaches late in the week. Their families will come out so that they can actually like see each other again, and the kids will come out so that at the end of practice they can hug their dads. And the dog has entertained the little kids while dad is coaching. Football. That's about it. Again, I don't think some of you guys completely... The dog never even gets up. <laughs> I don't think some of you guys completely understand August. I, I, it's, 
It's not for the faint of heart. Well, it's also monotonous. Yes, that's what I mean. Because that's what's causing a lot of the chippiness the and whatever. Because I, you know, I mean, I, you know, I had I had a buddy walk up to me a few days ago at practice, and he was like, "You know, what are you seeing?" I'm like, "I don't know." The same thing I see every day. Like I, at this point, they're all just glazing over. Like yeah. I don't know. They're I, I can tell you where they're going next, and they're going to do that, yeah. and then we're going to do this. And we like, can predict I, what's coming in the practice. Yeah. Okay. Now they're going to go to this field. Now they're coming back down to this field. They're going to do individual drills here. Now we're going to team. And if we know that, well, they know that. Yeah, they're in robot mode at this point. Yeah. And except trying when, not to fall except over. Except when you make a mistake and all of a sudden... Hell hath, 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 hath <laughs> broken on you all, at that point. All of a sudden, you're questioning everything about your entire existence. <laughs> I mean, in that moment, you're thinking, you know... You my, really are kind of an umpire. You want to be left alone yeah. the entire practice. Like, just ignored. Yeah. Okay, everything went all right. And then all of a sudden, you you become Angel Hernandez and we got a problem. Yeah. The whole, what the hell is wrong with you? Yeah. That's when you know right there, oh, oh no. it's going to be a bad five minutes. Yeah. These are five minutes that I'm going to question my value as a human, my purpose, and really I'm going to wonder whether I want to be here. Yeah. If you could enter the transfer portal right there during practice, there would be 20 transfer portals a day. Yeah. And as opposed to during the season a little bit, in August, you don't even necessarily have that other coach that comes over there and pats you on the head. You just kind of got to get over it. Yeah, there's not the good guy that hey, it's gonna be all right. Lane didn't mean that. It's it's okay. Yeah, well, luckily for them, it's not Lane. Well, that's a good point. Yeah, I think you mentioned this on Saturday. I think my favorite kind of trope for practice with this bunch, and we saw it even in this freaking spring when nothing mattered, is that Partridge has one gear and he can't turn it off. Yeah, and he is hyper competitive in every single rep, and he gets pissed off in things that do not matter. Yeah, I mean, he made me feel sorry for a referee. He did get on a referee. I mean, I, I, we were right in front of him. It was it was a, a touch. It could have gone either way. Call. They called, I guess, pass interference. They called defensive pass interference. And I could see it. And the referee sort of explained it to a couple of coaches. We couldn't hear the explanation. but The they, explanation was very lengthy to the point of they were trying to figure out no call or offensive two. Like right. they were going through the entire gamut of options there. And his explanation seemed to uh, satisfy the GA. Yeah, who was like trying to figure it out? Yeah, he was like, "Okay, well, I guess I could see that, you know." And it's, okay, 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 yeah. Chris did not see that. Chris never really came around <laughs> to seeing it. <laughs> <laughs> and I think the official was scared, <laughs> and I was scared for him. Yeah. Uh, yeah, seven on seven drill was very important to Chris at that moment. So it's uh, yeah, it's all it's all good. So. Anyway, all right, be back in a second. Uh, podcast brought to you in part by G&M Pharmacy. That's 662-236-2222. They deliver locally in the Oxford area, and they offer MedSync. For your prescriptions the same day each month and take care of you. Also, with their med packs, they individually package any medication that you need. You get the morning pouch, the afternoon pouch, medicine for those who need that extra step. So whether it be Holly Springs or Oxford, that's 662-236-2222. I'll have a mailbag up tomorrow. It's brought to you by Whitney McNutt, Tommy Morgan Incorporated Realtors, serving you for all of your real estate needs in Oxford and Tupelo, condos, land, commercial, residential, family homes, 662-567-2573-662-842-3844. I told you yesterday about service specialist staffing and recruiting agency. If you're looking for a job, well, if your company is looking to hire quality, hard-to-find talent, they can help you too. 
Keep in mind that payment of service is solely contingent on if you decide to hire a candidate that they send. You've got nothing to lose, so give Will, Sydney, or Kelsey a call, 662-832-5138. Check out their new and improved website, servicespecialistltd.com. Brought to you by The Rogue, 4450 I-55 North in Jackson, or therogue.com. It's your destination for fine men's clothing. Again, therogue.com. Don't just accept what you see, but imagine something new. Step forward, chase after a better version of yourself every day. Corinth Dentals helping people reinvent themselves one smile at a time. Dr. Bubba McQueen, Dr. Jenny Beth Hendrick are devoted to restoring and enhancing the natural beauty of your smile using conservative, state of the art procedures, including Invisalign. Uh, call Corinth Dental today for a no cost digital scan of your teeth. They'll show you the way to a straighter. Healthier smile, 12 months, no interest, no down payment financing available at CorinthDental.com. Pinpoint Commercial Real Estate based out of Jackson. They service the entire state in all commercial asset classes such as industrial, retail, office, medical, and land. B.B. Mitchell with Pinpoint provides a plethora of commercial real estate services, but his core focus is sourcing investment properties for his clients. B.B. advises clients looking to acquire income-producing property with all risk tolerance levels, ranging from vacant buildings to investment-grade stabilized assets. Pinpoint sets itself apart with its ability to source off-market opportunities for its investor clients, which maximizes return. Pinpoint takes pride in its attention to detailed professionalism and hard work. For all of your commercial real estate needs, give BB a call, 601-934-5008. And brought to you finally by Southern Traditions Farm. It's a 68-acre, 32-stall, upscale equestrian training and boarding facility in Canton, Mississippi. It's also a great place to host a party, an event. So get in touch with Bowers Cone, Susan Walt, the people there at Southern Traditions Farm on Instagram or Facebook at Southern Traditions Farm. Um, Stuart Mandel usually kind of drives me insane, but I mostly agreed with his overrated, underrated list that he had from the uh, AP top 20, or the coaches poll, sorry, top 25 yesterday. Um, he had Clemson, Michigan, Oklahoma, Texas uh, as overrated, as well as uh, Wisconsin. We just mentioned the Badgers a second ago. He said, Paul Chris programs earned its reputation for consistency. It's been showing cracks the past couple seasons, nine and six in Big Ten play. Braylon Allen, the running back's a stud. Quarterback Graham Mertz has yet to live up to expectations. They have one of the best defensive coordinators in the business, but even he's challenged to reload a unit that lost eight of its top ten tacklers, including two star linebackers last season. So, uh, Oh, good. Yeah, a little bit. I think, I think we get the Badgers early in the year. His underrated teams, uh, Utah, agree. Yep. NC State, no agrees. Yep. USC, I understand why you would have that, in, that, 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 that opinion. Uh, Arkansas. And then Iowa, Iowa and Minnesota not being ranked. He says it shows Agreed. just how much the voters default to Wisconsin and the Big Ten West. They left out the reigning champion Hawkeyes entirely as a sneaky good Minnesota team. Yeah. Iowa's offense was terrible last season, but its top 20 defense should be even better. And the Gophers 9-4 and four last year. Welcome back offensive yep. coordinator uh, and star running back uh, who was lost in the first game last season. Minnesota was crappy in the COVID year, and everybody went, oh, okay, when they threw them out. Flex a good coach. Maybe he's kind of weird. Lots of coaches are kind of weird. Flex a good coach. And at the risk of starting message board threads, I do think people are sleeping on Arkansas a little bit. They return a lot offensively. Yes, they lose Burks. And how they replace Burks is going to be a challenge. But you have the same coaching staff all back 
essentially, both coordinators, the head coach. You've got a quarterback back for a third year as a starter. You've got a pretty loaded backfield, a very good offensive front. Got some questions on their defensive front, but the back seven's really good. They're going to be a good team. They just are. Kentucky's going to be a good team. We have a tendency in our business to go, well, because a team traditionally sucks, they'll always suck, and that's not the case. The question in the West is that it's a bear if LSU and Auburn are better than we think. Yes. That's the question. The issue in the West is going to be if A&M is close to as good as people say they are, if LSU is close to as good as some people are starting to say they might be, well, you mix in Ole Miss, you mix in Arkansas, Mississippi State's not going to be a bad football team. They can team. be plucky for a day, for sure. And then you've got Auburn. Mm-hmm. I mean, what if, what if Auburn doesn't suck? Well, then the league's a damn bear, yeah. and that's what it is, and they're going to kill each other. Yeah. A little bit of uh, – nothing overly major, but a little bit of quarterback news out of the NFL yesterday. We're sort of going around and looking at some sports topics. Uh, this is not surprising at all. They're not sure if Aaron Rodgers is going to play in any preseason games at all. He did not last season. Jordan Love will start the first preseason game for the Packers. Aaron Rodgers doesn't need preseason snaps. He'll be all right. He just needs He'll be okay. some training we'll tune up and Training right. camp, get his work. What is a little more concerning for yours truly is that Jameis Winston left Monday's practice early after tweaking his foot, uh, taken in for evaluation. The other quarterbacks on the New Orleans roster are uh, Andy Dalton and Ian Book. So uh, I've seen no no further update on that from uh, New Orleans and Jameis Winston. My guy Joe Burrow hasn't come back yet from the – that was my next my next sentence. There's here. a little so – I listened to a, a Bengals podcast as I try to advance my fandom a little bit so that I can talk about it with people. Mm-hmm. A little concerned that this was a little bit more than your traditional appendectomy. Now, really? he's he's off the cart at practice. Yesterday, he was even jogging at practice. They don't play for a month. He doesn't need a ton. He's not Aaron Rodgers. He probably needs a little preseason. But he doesn't need four preseason games. He knows the offense, probably like the back of his – hand but there's beginning to be some people that go is he going to be ready for week one it's football not baseball so i understand that but gaddis was out a couple weeks when he had his i think something like that during this baseball season yeah and and burrow look if you told me that they're like hey look man don't rush it's all good Today's August the 9th. 9th. The Bengals play September the 11th. Is that right? I think that's right. Yeah, Zach Taylor said he was not going to put a timeline on it, but he was optimistic there's no danger in missing week one. Okay. Hope he's right. True or not, I have no idea, but that is – that's where we're at there. People sleeping on the Bengals, by the way. That's a – they got a legit shot. Named their stadium today. Saw that. So now there are only two left without uh, corporate sponsorships tied to them. It's no longer Paul Brown Stadium. It's like Paycor, I think. I didn't know how to pronounce it. It's a Cincinnati company. Apparently it was a lot of money. Really? Yeah. Lambeau and Soldier Field, the two that do not have names. One of those is really cool. And one of those is going to be out. Lambeau is really cool. Soldier Field's about to be, I guess, hosting high school games. The Illinois State Championships will do a hell of a job there. It'll be fantastic. They'll move them from Memorial and Champaign to Soldier Field. Maybe They'll so. have a big time. Yeah. <laughs> Roquan Smith 
requesting a trade this Is morning, it? by the way, from the Bears. Okay. Any interesting in, uh I jumped on the bandwagon before the season. I get a break. I, I declared myself a Bengals fan before the season began. You did, when they were still in their infancy. Of the guy gave us a tour, and he was really cool and really nice and got back in the truck, and Carson said, I guess we're Bengals fans now. And I said, I guess so, and we actually cheered for them all year. Are you interested in this Mike Tyson uh, biopic where he says that Hulu, quote, stole his life story for an upcoming documentary? Yeah. You in? Yeah. Just curious. Uh, also, new records for uh, kicker money. The Ravens' Justin Tucker signs a four-year contract extension worth up to $24 million, including 17 and a half guaranteed. Okay. He's been automatic. You need a kicker. No problem with that at all. Makes Might sound like a sense. lot, but on Sunday when you need it to It won't that, be a lot when you need that kick. You need that 48-yarder <laughs> through the wind, and he nails it. You're like, yeah, it's worth it. Yeah. The bargain right there, babe. So... Anyway, all right, practice access today. We'll have coverage to you. Again, coverage from yesterday as well. Story on Marquevious Brown up on the site this morning at rebelgrove.com. So go join the conversation. We're always tons of lovely people there. And I'll be back with you again with another show tomorrow. So take care and be safe. We'll talk to you then. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.